Welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben, and today you have a special segment called The Bens. Uh, so I'm joined by Ben, who is a wonderful person. He is highly ranked, which is nice change for having Chris around, stinking up the ratings. So Ben, how are you? I'm very well, Ben. How are you, Ben? I am good, thank you. Yes, B1 and B2, <laughs> which will be the theme for today. Um, wonderful opinions. So let's start off. I'm just going to read out the socials for us. Um, yeah, someone's got to do something now that Chris is actually buggered off and being whipped. So we are on facebook.com forward slash SC Insider. Uh, Twitter, we are SC underscore Insider underscore. And on Twitch, we are twitch.tv forward slash SC underscore Insider. This will be up live today. This will be on all of the audio platforms. Uh, unfortunately, I do apologize for our Twitch fans and we love to stream and interact with you guys. However, Chris has some stupid two-prong uh, security measure on Twitch, which means I can't use it, and he's overseas, and it's about 3.30 a.m. Don't worry, I did try to message him and wake him up, but uh, no success. <laughs> so, uh, Ben, how did you go this week, mate? Um, I didn't have a great week. Um, unfortunately, two of my primos were on the bench. I had Cogs and Crouch, Ooh. and I've, yeah, it was devastating. Um, so, I needed to rely on more rookies than I would have liked. So, I ended up with Two one three two, um, which was in the top thirty percent, and I'm currently sitting uh, four thousand two hundred and two. So I'm I'm pretty happy with where I'm at, and there's not a lot of difference really between um, the top hundred and the top ten thousand. So um, yeah, it's definitely anywhere in there. I'm pretty happy with the the bridge has definitely gapped. Um, I scored two thousand one hundred and sixty six. I actually made a few errors this weekend. I was uh, very busy, but uh, I was surprised I didn't slide too much. I'm ranked uh, 1,290, so I only slid about 700 places. I'm still fairly well placed. I think a lot of people did get around that 2,100 to 2,200 mark, so it was kind of around par, but yeah, you're right, 23% for the round. But I think a lot of those that actually did well probably spotted it up previously. And um, they've kind of made up a lot of ground um, for there. So, so what trades did you make this week, Ben? What worked for you? What didn't? So you would have had two premiums out. You would have had to have made some moves. Yeah, I bought in Josh Dunkley. Oh, a solid yes. eighty-eight contributor. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it wasn't great, and it probably against Geelong, with all due respect, um, it maybe wasn't the smartest week to bring him in. But he was killing it, and. It keeps my DPP with the midfield, and um, I do like his role moving forward for the dogs. Um, I don't really trust Bevo, but I think he's playing too well in the mids to move him out of there. So, well, um, no one, no one trusts Be Bevo because um, I think the only things you can rely on, apart from Bevo changing up his structures like it's Monopoly, is um, Carlton finishing bottom of the ladder <laughs> this year. I think so. Uh, sucks to be a Carlton fan, unfortunately. Hey. Um, yeah, so I did bring in uh, Stocker as well. He was really um, there wasn't much choice last week, so I got Stocker, who almost um, matched Patrick Cripps. So he did okay himself. He actually did very well, and I wanted to bring <laughs> him in, but I actually didn't like his security with Simpson coming in. However, 
he has actually done quite well and they might now actually play these kids because it's like well look we're going to give you a game and then we're going to try and see which of these other scraps we don't actually want from here on out um just quickly we're just going to shout out i've got cooper's brewery session ale which is kind of our usual sort of thing so i'm going to have one of these today so ben i hope if you have a beer or a scotch or something mate um drink of choice i suggest um, just the frothy mate love the frothies Oh, yes. I do like the frothies. <laughs> mm. oh, delicious. I always like to drink during these segments. Um, so for me, it's funny because I had a wedding on Saturday afternoon, got dragged into it. So funny because um, the Lions played at the same time. I missed the game. Um, Bugger. Yeah. And, and, who, and did, the, <laughs> who did the Lions play? Ben? Adelaide, yes. Um, <laughs> they played Adelaide. And, and here's the thing. I really wanted to go. And I had a lot of assessment, a lot of school stuff to get done and what have you. And uh, the missus is like, do you have time to go to this wedding? And I was like, well, to be fair, I'm actually going to, if I don't go to the wedding, I'm going to the football. And she's like, oh, well, stuff you then. You're coming to the wedding. And so I, I completely missed the game. I was a little bit devastated. Because of that, I actually missed my chance. I wanted to wait until the last announcements for the teams to bring in Boke. And that was on the Sunday. and uh, But the Saturday before that, I wanted to bring in Josh Kelly and I wanted to get rid of Atkins. I wanted to get rid of Parker. But then Drew being out and, and all these other people actually being out, I was kind of like, Ugh, I had to hold hold the fort a little bit. So I didn't bring in Josh Kelly originally. And I was like, right, Boke's my man. I'm going to go Drew to Boke. Happy days. I had the money. I could do it in one trade. Perfect, right? The best yep. trade ever. I got the cash, one trade only. I had AFL on the Sunday. And it was absolute anarchy. I had so many guys not even be able to make the game. We were down to like 14 players out of 18. <laughs> so literally anarchy. Everything went wrong. And then the game started at 12. And I completely forgot to check my team. And I didn't even bring Boke in <laughs> to uh, my team. And Drew, yeah. Drew was already on field. And um, like, oh, you have no idea. So literally after that, I was like, I am absolutely screwed like points wise so i was like i have to make an upgrade like i if, if i don't make a single upgrade i yeah it's pointless so i end up going um walsh up to josh kelly in the end and basically nice got one. around the same points and i was upset but it kind of you know worked out a little so um walsh, walsh got an 80 what did josh kelly got 130 so i think it was about 51 yeah. points difference and Handy. i think the difference between um more instead of Boke, was 55. So I think I lost four points. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, it kind of worked out, except now I have don't have Boke and, you know, I don't have Walsh, so. Well, you have Josh Kelly, so um, I do. that's not really a bad option. We're going to ride the Josh Kelly train. but um, <laughs> So who did you have on field that stunk it up this week, Ben? Because I had some stinkers, and I mean some absolute stinkers. Uh, well, I had Zach Williams, who was on track for about 10,000, and... Um, surprise, surprise, he got injured. Um, Marty Hall, he, he got respectable 75 for a rookie, and he's sticking along nicely. I'm happy with him at D6. Um, Paddy Cripps, I am very lucky that I wasn't one of the people that put the captain on him. Um, I know a lot of people that did, and he was devastating with 66. Um, Crouch and Cogs obviously didn't play. Um, Walsh with an 80, Stack 63. I got Dersmer's 56. Um, just again, Dunkley with a mediocre 88. Um, Marshall, Chris, 
he, he hit 90 again, so I was pretty happy with that. I think he outscored Westhoff by about 60 this week, so I was pretty stoked <laughs> with that. Uh, I think Westhoff ended up with about 40-odd. He yeah. was not very good <laughs> at all. Uh, actually, um, I do have him in my stinkers here. Hang on. Port Adelaide, Westhoff had a 62, so yeah, 28 points <laughs> there. Um, Marshall yeah. averaging 98, though, which kudos to you because we all were a bit concerned. Chris in particular, I just kept giving you shit for, for banter, <laughs> banter <laughs> reasons. Day. Yeah, absolutely. But you look at it, he's averaging 98. He has a break-even of 85 right now, and that's only because he got towed up by Max Scorn. Not surprising, but against uh, Grundy, he scores a 90. Amazing work. Only an 8% of sides. I think um, the thing I really like about him, and to be honest, I never heard of him before this year, um, but he does it all around the ground. He doesn't rely on just one thing. So um, I got him in about five or six rounds ago, and I'm very happy that I do have him. And, um, yeah, a lot of people got on uh, the, the Westhoff or Darling or what have you, but, um, no, he's, he's sitting there at um, F5, and he's doing he the will, job for me. He will look actually be a really nice F6, I think. Um, yeah. My only concern from here on out, and it's got nothing to do with longer, I think Marshall definitely looks like the person to go to, but it's a little bit of the, you know, back end of the season whether he gets fatigued or not uh it's it's a it's a tough job being a ruck and um you know we've seen other people previously kind of start to run out a bit of steam but that's all just conjecture i mean at the moment he is killing it and he is a, definitely a great option um just also ben uh happy birthday for last week my friend i appreciate it thank you when you broke down on your birthday was it <laughs> was it on your birthday did you actually uh, holler a marshal on my birthday and um I didn't holler a marshal. No, I didn't need batteries. I needed tires. So, <laughs> right. Um, Fair enough. Well, you yeah. could have hit Chris up. He has about three of those left. <laughs> a few spare tires. Uh, yeah. No. Um. That. Uh, I had a lovely day, but um, about half of it would be good to forget. Yeah. Right. I feel a bit dirty ripping on Chris when he's not here, but you know, that's what you get when you piss off to Vegas chasing the the ladies. Uh, yeah. Or exactly. Just one. Just one no. I, I. Um. Can I just say I appreciate uh, the calling me out to have, have a chat and um yeah I, I really appreciate it thank you oh that's fine thank you very much for joining me and uh, it's nice not to talk to myself uh, last week was definitely challenging <laughs> and um you know what i was actually thinking who provides good band of value and if you don't get an opportunity to hang shit on chris then this will be completely lost so i am happy that you're here and anytime you get an opportunity feel free to rub in whatever you like for chris because he has to be ranked over twenty thousand right now and in fact when you start talking next, Ben, I'm actually going to try and find his ranking for everyone and uh, see how his team has actually performed. I, I don't really <laughs> think there's any other thing that we need to just ranking um, pick. It's it's the fact that um, Justin Westhoff. I think that's it. I don't yeah. think anything else needs to be I, said. I, I'll tell you one juicy option though is Robbie Gray. Uh, not just for yes. yet, but uh, rumor is he may be back soon. Um, he's 419k with a break even of 151, which Oh, he's going to be so cheap. Robbie Gray under 400k, and that rhymes, just in case anyone's missing that. Um, I think it's just, a, I think it's actually a great option uh, for the price. And I'm looking at my team at this moment, and I want all these expensive players, but then I'm looking at these rookies that aren't really coming through. So I'm, I'm sort of starting to question whether I'm going to have enough cash to keep trying to go for all of these max options. Uh, it's tough. It it's is tough. tough. The, the rookies aren't really doing the job at the moment and there's no really good options last week or this week and everyone I think is um, 
clutching at straws on these one gamers who have played one good game and the risk is we're going into buys and if you've got seven players on the bench that aren't playing because you it's going to hurt them after one yeah. game and then they get dropped next week. Yeah, trading um, trading out players that have good job security but they're peaking ish on their break evens, you kind of almost mm, like if you don't need to get rid of them just yet, you could almost hold them through the buys and then bugger them off. Um, exactly. Yeah. So especially I the mean, last buy, like if you have. Uh, anyone playing that last buy, they would be perfect to actually hold through the buys and then move them on because you know you're going to get maximum value. Yeah, well, that's why, uh, like this week, um, I've got Diosma and Stack, and I'll probably keep Stack simply because he, uh, he think he plays for the first two weeks and then I'll dump him on the third week. Um, but all of these players that people are talking about dropping, um, Petrocelli, um, Stack, Walsh, they're, they're all players with great job security and that we're looking at bringing in new rookies that have played the one game and it, it's just extremely risky and I'm, I'll probably do the same. I'm looking at maybe a Darcy Fort type player. If he's named this week, he'd be probably hard to not get. Um, I'll also look at Haightley and Rotham, but I'm just really sceptical that they can hold those positions and it's really important that you have these players playing during the buy rounds so it's um it's going to involve a bit of a, a lot of luck actually i am i am with you 100 percent, and um i said i told someone i'd say that today 100 percent. there you go everyone that's my first 100 percent for today <laughs> um didn't even realize i was overusing that at all last week and i realized it's actually from my missus because i hopped in the car with her on the way to the wedding and she said 100 percent twice in about five minutes and i was like it's you <laughs> it's your fault it's your fault um I am with you. Um, Rotham, he, I expect him to play this week because Jetta's out suspended. Correct. So that, um, obviously, you could be surprised, but I think he'll play this week, uh, which then, if he plays, he might make 70K, which is great, but he needs to play two games to at least make you 100. And I don't know when he's going to get that game. He probably will for some time this year, but who knows when it's going to be. Uh, Haitley's the exact same. Uh, he has been really hard done by by not being in the side. If he was at Carlton, he would have played so many games by now. He would be racking up 120s in Carlton. He would game. be definitely in the best side there. Uh, unfortunately, he's at GWS, and even though they have injuries, uh, even coming is tearing it up in the uh, kneeful or the seconds and uh, not yeah. even getting a game as well. So they're both hard done by. Um, just had a quick look. Chris is still inside the top 20,000, so he's very lucky. Uh, he's ranked 19,775. He got a score of 2,146, um, so not too bad considering. He brought in Josh Kelly by the looks of it. He had uh, he had Bolter actually save him because he had uh, he had Zach Williams, he had Westoff, he had Corbett, I think, on the bench, actually. Dersmus, 56, Wilkie, Clark, Gibbons on field, Answorth on field. Um, yeah, he had – and he had Haightley and Scott on his bench and stuff like that, so he actually did really well because Bolter – on field got him 101 so without that he probably would have actually been looking at underneath 2100 almost so yeah good can save we, can we just touch on bolter he's a guy who everyone traded out rams to i got rid of myself him. for maddie parker um and i know uh, so many people did that and now this guy pretty much looks like he's got the keys to the rucking duties for uh, yeah quite some time um, this is a problem with Supercoach is that you never know what the F's going to happen with with injuries. And, and and the thing is, I actually got rid of him instead of Setterfield. 
uh, at the time. Uh, well, I was like, okay, Setterfield is break even was fairly low. He had at least showed a little bit of potential with a 70 and stuff at that time. And I was like, okay, look, I'll hold Setterfield. So I actually got rid of Bolter. I had the money. I actually upgraded him fully enough to O'Brien. Not a bad trade. I don't, re- I don't regret that at all, except wouldn't you know it that uh, Richmond's key pillars went down. So therefore, yeah, look, a bit more stability with Bolter. I get that, but his scoring potential hasn't been good until Nank got injured. And how are you, how are you going to know Nank Curvis is going to get injured? And then all of a sudden he goes like, what, 88 or something rather, now 100. And he's literally skyrocketed. He has a break even of like negative 30 and he's already up to 250 something thousand. Like, it, it how do you know? Biggest, it is probably the biggest turnaround I've seen. And everyone ever. that had him wanted to get rid of him. I guarantee <laughs> you. They looked at him and go, oh, Bolter's on my bench. Oh, at least he's playing. <laughs> 20 points is better than no points. And then all of a he sudden. He was the laughing stock. He was. He and was then all the of a sudden, stock. those that were too Jewish to move him on are literally laughing so hard because all of a sudden, when there is injuries and people aren't playing in that forward line, Bolter's actually gone bang, bang. And now he's actually made some serious cash. So, you know, that's kind of the reasoning behind it. Um, that's the reason I'm also keeping Scott in the midfield. I'm hoping North Melbourne get to the point where they're like, well, we're pretty bad. We're not making finals. So we might as well actually see what these guys have got. And well, let's start to... the young ones. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm hoping. And um, whether it, it will come into fruition or not will be another story. But um, yeah, I, I hope they start to play some of these kids and give them some games and not just one we're saying like let's give them four or five games and let's say this is your time you've got this five game slot let's see what you can do without being like oh you're in for a week and now you're out and now you're back in for a week and now you're out and you're just chopping and changing literally uh, chopping and changing more than brad scott's resume for next year i tell you well he, he was actually looking really promising and the preseason he put up some really solid scores for memory um, and then he put up a couple of decent scores at the start, and then he was dropped. So, um, I yeah, he put up a hundred in his first game. Yeah, and then like he got Will sick. And, and then he got yeah. sick, and then got like a twenty, and then he followed it up with like a fifty, and then got dropped, and or something like that. Yeah, yeah got, I think he played he three or four, try. three or four, and then that's all she wrote. So, uh, interesting. Uh, okay, so let's go through. I might actually just bring up the Bubble Boys, and there's nothing here at the moment, and that's why people. You know it's dire when everyone's jumping early and they're clutching at straws and what we need is this is the 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 kind of pivotal mo- moment in a movie. Everything's going downhill. <laughs> Everything is stuffed. It's all dire. There's no luck. We are literally getting smashed. And then all of, all of a sudden, Bobby Boucher, was it Bobby? Bobby Boucher? Bobby, Bobby Boucher, Boucher Waterboy. Bobby Boucher comes out. Remember when Bobby Boucher <laughs> came out at halftime and won us the Super Bowl? <laughs> the Bourbon Bowl? Sorry, the Bourbon Bowl. Yeah, and uh, I think that is honestly what the mid-season tr- um, draft could provide for us. And I am hoping Dunkley's brother gets picked up by someone sucky and they play him and he does well because we need some options. <laughs> we, we definitely do need options. Do you, now, do you think... I think is, um, that, is that this week or next week? I think I think it's next week. Is the soon. next week? Yeah. Do you think we should be banking on these kids that are getting drafted? Um, I mean, the teams are already pretty full. You look at a team like GWS or Geelong. Um, if even if they get any of these rookies, I don't know if we should be counting on any of them getting um, quality games. But um, you never know. I guess you never know. So. Well, I mean, if, if Stack can do it and if Gibbons can do it, I think at least this part through the season, it's more of a fill the need. 
So yeah. clubs are looking at who is killing it in the VFL or the Sandfall or wherever, and they're actually going, this is what we need because we have injuries to these key pillars or we have injuries to this, that, and the other, and we need this role. So if they're going out of their way to get them, because I'm pretty sure they don't get to keep them for the longevity. They keep them for this year, and then they go back into the draft, and if they want them, they have to get them then. Um, it's, so it's, they're essentially showcasing them. Are yes, they? essentially, yeah, because yeah. otherwise, uh, that's my interpretation, and that's what I believe. Because otherwise, it's uh, people just start making early retirements and be like, "Sweet," because that actually gives you an edge on the rest of the competition because you can actually get someone. So it's meant to actually supplement the people you've lost, so that way you can then, um, you know, build up your team with players that can actually help you throughout the season. So I think it's it's going to be. You might only find two, maybe three people, and some might actually just go for depth. And the ones that are going for depth are the ones that aren't going to be any use to you. However, if they really need a position, then you could actually find some good players. And apparently Dunkley, at this point in time, Dunkley's brother is killing it so hard because I think he had some injury issues, got overlooked. He's killing it so hard that they actually equate him to a top 30 draft pick at oh. net, at current. So wow. if there was a draft today, they actually put him in the top 30. So he's well, going... Let- Let's just all pray that there's a, a Tim Kelly and a Michael Barlow on the horizon for oh, tell you all what. of the super coaches out there. We need something. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we need we, something. Just something. Just a nip. You know. Yeah. So, Ainsworth and Burgess aren't doing it for me. Oh, no. And I'm actually a little bit pissed at how well Collins is, um, like Corbett's actually done uh, a few 60s in a row. Was, yes. uh, I regret not picking him up because he had the better buy and I was like, nah, Moore's got a great score like per minute. <laughs> except they're not playing him full minutes and he's kind of been a bit dodgy. So uh, there you go. Uh, okay, so the Bubble Boys. Uh, so again, as we've touched on, Haightley, Rotham uh, are the main two for this week, which isn't that promising. And then Rupert Willis, who I wouldn't trust anyway because he was a late in. Apart from the fact that he plays for Collingwood, you just don't trust anyone from Collingwood anyway, do you, Ben? <laughs> uh I trust Brady Grundy. That's about oh, it. Oh yeah, I meant just you know Collingwood in general, <laughs> the shade, shady no. folks like Chris. Uh, I, I wouldn't trust them. No, I, I would not trust them. Actually, who do you um, go for, Ben? Uh, I go for Adelaide. Ah, right. Yes, we're unlucky then, hey. <laughs> um, so, question for you on the Bubble Boys: If Fort and Rotham and Hadley all get selected this week, who do you take? Oh, well, if Haley gets named, I probably will take him for the sake that all he needs to do is play two games. So you hope he comes out and guns it and he makes yep. you 130K or 140K in two games. I think just based on the fact that, A, he's a good scorer and so you could put him on field this week instead of trying to rely on someone else like Atkins. Um, I think you kind of have to-ish. It's a tough one, though, because there's no security. But at the same time, if Bolter can actually get a few good games and keep some games from luck, then anybody can have some games from luck. One person I do think is actually good uh, is uh, Robert Young. Uh, Not a high possession getter, never has been, uh, relies on goals and tackles and whatever had you. I think he had about four tackles, kicked a few, uh, two goals maybe. But they're versing Carlton this week. Okay. So, well, so if that's not a shoe in well. for if that's not a shoe in for kicking a couple of goals and even Parker like Parker <laughs> I want to move on so hard like literally yes. the bane of my existence with such a bad score gave away a fifty meter penalty in the last quarter gave away more free kicks than probably anyone uh, like absolute muppet uh, doesn't help that the fact that <laughs> well he has scored well in parts but Saints haven't won their last four games so his last four games have been woeful whereas you come up against Carlton. 
St. Kilda are actually favourites. Carlton's defence is dismal at this point in time. It's so dysfunctional. Like, seriously, it's it's just an absolute mess. So for me, I'm actually thinking about keeping Parker and hopefully, I don't know if he's loopholing worthy or what the draw's like. I'll have to have a look. But um, I think Parker against Carlton, I actually know they played pretty last uh, Sunday. So Parker against Carlton, I think, is going at least 80. Uh, I'm actually considering holding him against all of my better judgment to get rid of him. Well, uh, if Parker's going 80, I'm going to put the captain on Marshall. Ooh, okay. Yeah, well, if um, <laughs> well, that's fair, except for the fact that Cruiser kind of held uh, held his own pretty well, though, last week. Yeah, I, I won't do that. I was just having one more stab at Chris. Mm. Um, I, I definitely won't do that. But, um, yeah, it, there should be some tasty scores this week. Yep. Parker could do really well if he kicks a bag of goals, um, what have you. I think but, he will. Uh, I think he might actually have his like Petrocelli moment where he actually kicks a few. Um, but Robert Young, again, um, quick, agile, putting pressure on. I expect him to do well against Carlton also. Um, so not that he'll be the best option. He'll probably end up just getting you 50s. But if he gets two good scores in a row of like 70, he should spike He should spike enough in the first few weeks and he's 117K. So same as Darcy Fort. Uh, at this point in time, I don't expect him to ruck much, but he kicked three goals and he scored well. So if he does the same thing again, I can't see them changing his role so much because um, Radagalia has been horrible. And He has, but did he come in for him or Stanley? Uh, no, Stanley still played. So he came in for Radagalia, played a lot right. forward, I believe, and kicked three goals um, yes, and still would have probably still would have chopped out in the ruck and whatever have you and uh, probably was... The score was probably amplified by the fact that the dogs have such a sucky ruck. Um, but, you know, at the same time, he kicked three goals. So that's what he's there for um, if he keeps doing well. So I'm going to hold off on him. Uh, it's going to be interesting because if he does well and he's a ruckman, I'm like, well, then, like, I'll just have to then essentially trade out uh, O'Brien, really. So what do you it, do? It's a really logical move, and we just pray that um, Fort keeps getting games. O'Brien That's is, it. It's a, he's well, hit, yeah. He's hit his break even. Um, he's made nearly 300k, and unfortunately, most people have the two big rucks. His scores are going to waste on the bench, so it's it's a really tricky one. It, it um, is tricky. So it's a, at this point in time, it's a combination between. So what is that? 10, 11, 12, three rounds before the buy. So it's a it's a it's a really tough dilemma to be put in because it's like. Fort plays well. If he plays well this week, you're kind of forced to bring him in on the fact that there are no good rookies. Correct. Then you can then cash O'Brien and get yourself a premium bank, points in the bank, which then is kind of offset by the fact that you're not going to have O'Brien playing in the ruck during the bye for Max Gorn and Grundy. We, um, we'd only get benefit out of him from one game, wouldn't we? It's only one boss. game. It's only one game. And even then, it's actually not a given because Jacobs is actually on the like the brink of returning. So if Jacobs comes back, he might play two games in the in the seconds. And then all of a sudden, he actually plays round 13, knowing that he gets 14 off. And he gets to play a game, have a rest, and then play a game. And all of a sudden, you've held O'Reilly O'Brien instead of going a fort. And then he actually gets dropped the week that you need him. Yeah, and I think as well as he's played, I I don't see Adelaide. They can't play them both, I don't think. And I think just on the namesake, I think Jacobs would have to come back in, um, which 
probably doesn't bode well for Brian. Yeah, I think I think Source, if he's fit, they'll probably go back to him. Um, I think O'Brien's done well. I think Source is kind of on his last legs, though. So what they might do is they say, look, you've had a really good chunk. We don't want to burn you out. So we're going to give Source a go and give him a few more games and see how we go. And if they keep playing well, Adelaide, and start pushing finals, they might be like, okay, well, Jacobs, you have it for this year. But next year, yeah, who knows? Maybe O'Brien takes over, or they get Grundy, which would be ideal. So that um, would be fantastic. <laughs> I actually think it's kind of win-win to be honest for Collingwood. So, um, like I know everyone, like, oh yes, yeah, so it's the best ruckman and whatever have you. But rucks don't have the best track record when it comes to playing a lot of seasons, unless you are Cox, who is probably one of the only ones who has been a high performer for a long period of time. Otherwise, like Max Gorn's been up there for a few years, yes, but he came out of nowhere, had injuries. Steph Martin's been up there for quite a few years, yes, but again, he came out of nowhere and late. So it's it's a really tough combination because apparently the first draft pick and the second draft pick this year are meant to be better than Sam Walsh. So if you can get an opportunity to get one of these guys and replace you know, a Pendlebury and a side bottom who are actually aging and then still supplement because, let's face it, you're Collingwood. You'll still be able to attract Ruckman, and you'll still be able to attract other players anyway to supplement your list. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting one for me. Uh, it will be interesting to see how it plays out. Yes. So uh, let's look to next week's Bubble Boys then because, let's face it, if you're not going Haightley or Rotham this week, there's really no one for you, to be honest. Um, and that's And even then, they're both – their job security is horrible. They've – I mean, Rotham played one game, got dropped, and then was a late in and hasn't played since. He was a late in, which does not give you confidence. Haightley's played a game, and then he was also a late in and then dropped and hasn't been seen since. So it's, yeah. I think the issue with these two as well, as they have played, because um, the Eagles and Giants are so deep, they're just really always going to struggle, and they're always going to be on that cusp, and it's always going to be an anxious wait to yep. see if they are or aren't playing on a Sunday. And um, they're just going to be really hard to trust, Correct. in my opinion. And I think the biggest issue was is that Cornelio didn't play and Haightley couldn't even get a game. Uh, Kelly came back in. Uh, no, so he played the week before that. But, yeah, Cornelio didn't play. So they're like, oh, well, Haightley couldn't even get a game. And now they've got, uh, I think, who was it came back last week? Uh, Delidio came back. And this week, Cornelia is meant to come back in as well as some other players. So I think there's even less room for Haightley. Uh, I don't see him getting a game except, you know, maybe they reshuffle something. I don't know. I think um, Cummings comes back in possibly for Williams. And that's kind of as far as it goes. But uh, And Rotham. And the funny thing is we wouldn't even be mentioning these guys if they didn't score so well in their two games because all we get caught up on is that price of going up 81000 going up 70000 and that's what we're all focused on is because they're going to make cash in very few games, but we don't know how far apart those games are. And you've got to remember too, those scores might have been anomalies. They could come in and you could bring one in, a Haley, and put him on the field and he might score a 25. Yeah, um, he might pull a Scott. <laughs> he, may not, he may not get the 90s that everyone's expecting. And um, even if he is named, um, we shouldn't probably get too excited because it probably be short term and... We certainly shouldn't be expecting um, 90s from them. Yeah, I was so hoping he was going to get named last week. Like, you have no idea because I'm like, they're going to win the game. That was a given. <laughs> and then he'll play again. Like, if they win, then how is it? It's so hard to, like, not keep the same side, right? So then he would have played Melbourne and he probably would have 
hopefully kept his job there anyway. So he would have gone bang, bang, up two prices anyway, and then Gold Coast. So if he kept his role, all of a sudden he plays Gold Coast, and then boom, all of a sudden he's made you, you know, 180,000. Uh, instead, we sort of just looked at him going, oh, I wish. Um, but yeah, Darcy Fort's meant to actually, based on his projected, which is crazy, he's meant to go up 110,000 in his first week, break yeah, even wow. of 140 because of his 105. However, we have seen this with uh, Bailey Scott, who absolutely finished, followed up his 100 with the uh, woeful, what was it, like 20? It was something so bad. Uh, where, 26 or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was one of the worst scores you'll see all year. So, um, yes, I, I do understand for those that wanted to move on early, if you want to make some upgrades, just be wary of coming, who I actually upgraded early last year. He only scored, he only played one game and then um, played the second and then got dropped. So, yes, be wary. Um, the other option is Robert Young, as I mentioned earlier. And Joel Garner is also a popular one. So I know a couple of guys who went with Joel Garner early, even before he played a game, because the options were that bad and they really rated. Um, was it Garner or was it Atley? No, sorry, Atley. Atley, Atley from yeah, Port. Yeah, yeah, Atley from Port in the midfield. They really rated him uh, earlier in the year. So they actually, two guys ranked in the, one of them's actually ranked top 50, actually went early on Atley. So, yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, pretty hectic. It's really between so, him and Drew, isn't it? Him and Drew are, are sort of fighting for that yeah, it's interesting. Spot, it's interesting. And it's going to be interesting when Robbie Gray comes back in as to what the dynamic is. Because, um, yeah, who knows what's going to happen with that dynamic. And uh, Hinge as well is the other one um, for next week. He scored, uh, I think it was 56. Yeah, 56 in his first week. So 123K defender. Hodge was out, but he was already named anyway prior to that. Leicester was the one that made way for him. Um, Reese the Beast Matheson got suspended for pulling a Gary Ablett. Um, <laughs> well, so many of them this week. Like, that seriously, talk, talk about continuity in, like, your rulings. And, yeah. I, like, to be fair, with AFL, I have no no, I have no issues if you want to insult the umpire, you want to call him a girl, or if you want to call him a flog or a cheat, then fair enough, you deserve a pretty big whack. I mean, Dusty Martin gets a, what was it, a 10, 5,000 suspended sentence for giving someone the finger? Like, you know, they're just things that you can't have happen. Um yeah, so I'm okay with that kind of stuff. And the funny thing was is that the the girl comment, people were like, oh well, Rampy would have been you know two and a half thousand cheaper, like better off if he called him a cheat instead of a, a little girl. But um, Daisy Thomas had to actually pay that in full, I believe, compared to actually Rampy who had half of his suspended. So yes, interesting. I just think there needs to be some sort of. Um Equal rulings when, when it comes to that sort of thing, and yeah. I, oh yeah, and it's the elbows are an absolute joke, and that's why there's so there's like not consistency enough where yeah the big names and we've all known it and we've all suspected it for a long time where the big names get off and those that are Reese the Beast Matheson uh, who look a bit rough and a bit troublesome they just get suspended anyway and um, and the thing I found was a big joke Ben was the um, jet uh, no who was it um, Collingwood Varco. And people are like, oh, but Vako, uh, Indigenous round, and he created the jumper, and he, he needs to be let off because he deserves to play. And it's like, well, <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, if you get suspended, then who gives a shit? Like, you're out. <laughs> like, yeah, there, it doesn't matter. Really, there shouldn't really be any loopholes. Um, doesn't matter what round's coming up. Same with um, Fife. I'm sure when they were looking at it from all angles, they thought, well, he's probably going to be one of the ground low favourites, so in that case, we won't suspend him. Yeah. Um, it's if almost, it was yeah. anyone else, he definitely would have got a week off, um, no question. 
and even like Gary as well, it's kind of like, oh, okay. And here's the thing though, the better they are as a player, the better their record, it's kind of almost like they look for reasons not to suspend you rather than look for reasons on, you know, what you've actually done. So they kind of watch it back twice maybe and go, oh, but it's Gary Ablett. I have to be sure. Let me watch this again. Or maybe he didn't mean it. Uh, no. And then, yeah, but then they watch someone else and they watch like, you know, Reese Matheson or, you know, Jeddah's tackle, which I didn't have that much of an issue with, to be honest. They look at that and they go, oh, no, that's not a good look. You know, it's just this, yeah, double standard. Favoritism. Yeah, 100% favoritism. There That'll do. There's another 100%. 100% for those counting at home. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Joel Garner, um, I don't think he's really played. Atley's the one. Atley, Haitley, Rotham, Young, and Fort. Uh, if Fort follows this up, I'm not going early on Fort. Um, Forts take time to build, and I'm just going to wait on that one. So I like that. Yeah. I do. Thank you. Yeah, they take time. Did you think about yourself? I did, actually, uh, off the cuff. <laughs> that's, and, um, that's impressive. Yes. So that's the, the Bubble Boys. Um, the next segment we'll get into is the Hit and Miss category and i honestly believe that marshall is one of the biggest hits this year um i think you'll back that up would you ben would you back that up uh i could not disagree with that and i appreciate you bringing it up yeah no worries well you Thank know you, you can't you can't disagree with facts as chris always says um. uh, well he's averaging just <laughs> under 100 and to be fair no one probably knew his name before the start of the season so um yeah that's I'm true pleased he's a hit and he's every hit and i'm waiting for him to not be a hit but he keeps performing well, he does, so, yeah. and you know your team is definitely well-rounded because of it. Um, if you actually had Cogs and Crouch in your team, you you would have had a really good week. So, it's tough. It's um, tough. That's it's the tough. breaks. They they will hopefully get named this week. I'm really hoping they do, because I still I do have Williams who will be out, and Dangerfield. There's a question mark too. I don't know if they'll risk him when they're playing. Uh, Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Yeah, yep. that'll be interesting. Uh, I might even do a little quick half an hour Facebook live video or something tomorrow night. Um, the good thing is I don't have to do as many lesson plans because Friday's Athletics Carnival Day, so I will be free to answer <laughs> some more questions. Um, I might do a little quick hit and miss sort of section, uh, just focusing on some of the big scores this week and some of the ones that really projected people in. And uh, Ben, we might get your thoughts on them and uh, you might even have some of these guys to be honest so we'll go with through the rounds anyway so we'll say west coast there was Hearn with 161 yo didn't with have him. yo with 136 and Domi sheed with 110 no none of them oh you got rid of sheedy well that's a good call uh i, I never started with sheed oh uh, good i started with brad crouch and liver the voice yeah, of reason. Oh. I almost, I was almost going to. I was actually trying to find some Dom Sheed pictures to have as a background on Twitch today. I'm not even lying. And Marshall, I was going to like <laughs> flick between them in like some weird sort of slideshow where in the background it was literally just those two guys. But um, yeah, I don't have any of those guys. Uh, Her and I do really want to have, but the problem is he's now just gone bang up in price, which I hate. Um, Yo's is he five eighty? Yeah, uh, Yo is. Um, oh, he's actually on my next page. Hang on, let me have a look at him. Yo is averaging about ten tackles a game over the last four. Oh, he, he is, he's killing it. And oh, Yo, yeah, Yo is five, Yo is five seventy-seven k. And good friend of mine, Jared Lucas, who is a top admin for our page. Um, he mentioned him about three weeks ago, and since then he's gone bang, bang, bang. So well, um, Chris has been on him for quite a while. Uh, ever since um, Gaff came back in, he's like Yo's been killing it. Uh, yes. At the same time, I don't think they've really versed the best opposition. Um, just quietly, although, you know, he did score horrible against Brisbane round one. But, um, no, ever since Gaff's come back in, Yo has been a good option. Problem is their buy, though, they have such a bad 
sort of buy, I think, um, you know, with a lot of those guys in the first one. But I am looking at them in that first bracket um, with the, you know, your dogs players. So the, I don't have Bontempelli. I don't have Boke from Port Adelaide. Uh, who else am I looking at? I'm looking at Sicily. So Sick Dog. I'm looking at Hearn. And I'm looking at Yo, but and Merritt actually. So they're the the main the main ones that I'm kind of looking at as far as how much money I have and who I can get into my side to strengthen it. They're the ones that you want to try and target in that first buy after that first buy. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Yes, so I'm trying to free up some cash, and I think I'll make some more upgrades this week, and then I'm hoping that next week it will be a perfect round for that double downgrade and start to prepare that little treasure chest for the buys, uh, and that's where all my trades will just disappear and um <laughs> unlike ben who you what have you got 15 left um trade hungry I, yeah I, i've traded really hard early on to try and set my team up and it's it's got me in the top 5,000, which i'm happy with um ideally i'd have uh five or six more um i'm constantly reminded that i shouldn't be trading as much but but it's a game um, and it, it, it is a game and my forwards are six deep I've got the two good rucks. Did you say um, forwards or fingers? <laughs> my, my forwards, mate. Right, forwards yeah. are six deep. Sorry. Yeah. So um, I, I've cashed in. I've done a lot of one up, one downs with with the rookies that have fattened, um, and <laughs> now I just really. <laughs> Sorry, you're talking about six deep and and fattened, and I'm just I'm being really immature now, Ben. Sorry. Yeah, no, no connotations um, intended, mate. But. No, I, I have traded hard, and I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to pump them. All of your, de- all of your descriptors: hard, pumped, fat fingers. Oh, Jesus! Yeah, no, I, I do have to pump the brakes. I um, I've got to slow down. I just need to be happy with what I've got for a while and um, ride the buys out, and um, yeah, save a few trades for necessary adjustments after the buys. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm um, just having a look as well. Hearn's 585k, which is a problem because he's going over 600. Uh, and yeah, that's that's a problem. And same as Whitfield. Uh, Whitfield's actually at a really good price right now. Um, he fired big time. So we'll go... Actually, I might move on. Maxi Gorn, 144. Oliver, 115. I think they did well. We already touched on how with the 75. Brayshaw, I already posted on this one, but he he stunk up the whole game, and then I think his dad broke into Supercoach headquarters to champion data, and he just yeah started to get some really late points, and he got forty in the last minute or thereabouts. Oh yeah, it was crazy. Ended up with a seventy eight. Um, Lockhart <laughs> with a fifty two, and people got greedy, thinking that they'll take Answorth or someone else, uh, and actually <laughs> lost thirty points uh, or twenty five points. So that sucks. If that was you, uh, you know who you are. Um, Collingwood, Grundy, 144. Trelaw again with another solid score of 113. And Crisp with a 93. Still just ticking around relevance, Crisp. Um, yeah. He's uh, not- yeah, he's had, he's had a few downers, but he he's still okay. I don't know what his average is now, but um, yeah, I wouldn't be displeased if I had him. Yeah, he's ticking away. But uh, I remember last this time last year, we're thinking of all these good options like Howe. And Howe has really stunk up this year. He got a 68 again this week. I don't think he's had many good games at all this year, which is surprising because Howe normally just floats and gets all these key possessions. I don't know if it's Darcy Moore maybe taking that sort of, you know, like even though Darcy Moore plays a bit more accountable, but Howe normally sort of floated off and got those marks in the intercepts, whereas now he's kind of not getting as many points. So I'm not sure where the separation is, where that you know dysfunctionality is in his game, but he's not scoring anymore. 
I think you answered your own question. I think Darcy Moore, they didn't have him last year. And um, this year, when you watch the games, Moore has patches of being everywhere. And um, I think he would definitely be taking points off what Howe should be getting. Yeah, Howe. Don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how either. I still, still live on that one. But, um, yeah, and the next one we'll go with is... Um, Marshall obviously got the 90. Billings got 100, which is interesting. He's still quite cheap too, if you look at um, Sir Billings. is 462K with an average of 94. So nothing to sneeze at. His break-even is 82. Uh, he scored 75 in the first half when they were competitive and then literally fell away when they got spanked uh, and only scored another 25 for the half. So managed with a respectable 100, but you would look at that and be a little concerned. Um, I think against Carlton, though, I think he's a shoe in for at least a ton. Uh, easily. You know, you know who else is a shoe in for a ton, Ben? Uh, does he? Yeah, probably. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Marshall. Marshall, yeah, Marshall, yeah, yeah. <laughs> guaranteed for a ton. There you go. And I wonder how many more points he will score than West off this week. Uh. Let's debrief next week. Probably a ton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so Brisbane, Lockie Neal with the 148 is absolutely monstered. Like, this kid is a freak. He has to be Brownlow favorite. He's flying. Absolute, He's flying. Absolutely Best flying. Best footy of his life. Like, let's look at it. 127, 140, 177, 140, 91, 142, 108, 114, and 148. That is stupidly good. Uh, very consistent and doesn't look like slowing down. Averaging 131 and a half. Like, that's just ridiculous. So let's count. <laughs> so I heard um, JB on Dr. Supercoach talking about it. he's got more 140s than under. So we've got a 148, a 142, a 140, a 170, and a 140. So five of his nine. Jeez, more than half the time he's going over 140. That's ridiculous. And even more ridiculous is I don't have him in my team yet. Oh, that is ridiculous. And he's 635. <laughs> so he's kind of, oh, yeah, that 90 round, he would have bottomed out a little bit. Although, no, he's still, this is the cheapest he has been since round two. Well, it's the it cheapest he has been since round two. What is his break even? Let me just see if I can find it back up. Here we go. Let me find him. Break even of 117. So oh, if you want him, you might have to kind of try and fork out to get him. Well, I, it's interesting. I can um, I can remove O'Brien and Walsh, and I can bring in Fort, which is early, um, and I could also get Lock, Lockie Neal with about eighty thousand spare cash. So Ooh, it's that's actually not definitely bad. something that I would look at this week. That's actually not bad. Um, yeah, if not this week, you could probably do it next week. I think it'll still hover. But yeah, this week, yeah, why not? You know what? Fuck it. You're burning trades anyway, man. Let's just live it, live large. Well, um, he plays Fremantle too, so he could go either way, I reckon. He, he could. I think, could either, I think he Fremantle could, are doing a, a good 12-month research study as to how to try and stop Lockie Neal, and uh, I think they're still searching <laughs> for answers, to be honest. So um, they're not putting Fife on him. So let's face that, and I think well, who are they going to put on him? Brayshaw or someone like it's. Uh, I, he's I getting, really don't think it matters. No, he's getting towed. Like anyone they put on him is getting absolutely towed. Lockie Neal is unstoppable, and he has the incentive of going back over there to spank Fremantle. Like, hey, guess what? We're in the top four, and you guys are literally in the top four for meth heads. 
um, which is about all they're the top ranking for. So, um, yeah, and he knows the Oval too. So it's not like it's like, oh, he's going over to Perth and he's never played there before. Like, De- Definitely a point to prove. Oh, yeah. I think he'll do well. Yes, I actually wouldn't mind putting him as a captain, except I think Cripps could really go bang against the Saints with a point to prove. It's it's a uh, risky I, one, though. I think he's good too. I just I hate putting a captain on a player that has just scored, um, for example, 66, 66 in the previous round. Yes, so, it sucks. But again, De, you know, Deboa, he's, uh, he's a crafty bugger. And that's why I would yeah. not be touching Oliver this week, just quietly. I agree. Uh, if, they go, if they go with him. But... Um, Look, let's go to Adelaide quickly. Sloan with a 124. Smith again with a 96 is trucking along Brad Crouch, finally proving that um, he is relevant. And I uh, got a 119. So out of the shadows of his brother, which is always nice. Um, geez, yeah, there's some underperforming players around this anyway. So Geelong, uh, Duncan killing it again. Stewart is uh, got a 114 and he's still relevant. I don't know how, but Stewart is only 508,000 with a break even of 95. And he's averaging really well. Very consistent. And my only worry there is when Tuiti plays. Um, yeah, but he, he's very consistent and he's looking like a lock for a top 10. Yeah, I think, I think you're right with the top 10. I think he's definitely around that mark. Um, yeah, and we'll get into what to do with Williams and stuff, which is a very big question coming up. Um, but yeah, Clark only got a 33, which is definitely dismal. So that's definitely a miss for... Geelong, um, Bulldogs had a few good players. So McRae with a 124. Bontempelli actually got a 96. So it's funny because Bontempelli now has a break-even of 150 and he's 579K right now. So I think he could drop some cash and be, well, in that sort of under 550, sort of 530, 545, you know, depending on how he goes. But after his buy, he could actually be a prime picker. Well, he could be. It's no coincidence that um, McRae and Dunkley are scoring more, so those massive scores that Bont was getting, um, maybe it's just being shared around a bit more, but um, he's definitely a good pickup, and if you can get him for 550, um, it wouldn't be the stupidest thing to do. Here's the problem. He's versing North Melbourne this week, and he could easily make a 150 break <laughs> even. Like He could, though. Like North Melbourne have literally oh, the most dysfunctional midfield um, oh, just out there. And, I mean, Higgins got towed up by probably Hewitt because he only got 60-odd. Cunnington's still – he's actually doing very well, but I just don't trust Cunnington ever. Um, yeah. it's And Zeeble, again, I don't I don't trust anyone from North Melbourne. Oh, as far I, as, I don't either. As far as Supercoach, like, apart from Goldie a couple of years ago, there's just – and Higgins maybe when he was a forward, there's just nothing. Nah, nothing to interest um, me at all. It, it's just a no-go zone. Um, I'll keep Scott on the bench and I won't touch any of the other ones. I am with you there. Um, can I just say a quick suck you to those that brought in Daniel? <laughs> Got a 77. Um, and he is actually, funnily enough, Daniel is uh, 486,000 with a break even of 134 now. So he will be, again, another prime picker for the buys. And I may actually bring him in when he drops cash. <laughs> so. Do you think um, JJ's affected him? Uh, I think JJ in defense has affected him a little bit, but... Um, Dunkley's still been very consistent, but uh, like I said, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, um, or even last week, he was on he was on such such a bad score at halftime, and then end up coming up with like a hundred and ten. So I think he's I think he's a good player, and you could do a lot worse than him. But I don't think he has the ceiling to pull out these one thirties. And all of a sudden, if he pulls out some seventies and some sixties, then his average will literally drop um, quicker than it went up. So 
Um, yeah, and that's the problem with you have these consistent guys that score so well. It just takes a few crappy games to unravel them. Speaking of which, let's go with Sam Petrovsky seaton who Chris has a nice little bet on. Scores a 34. <laughs> he said he was going over, what, 91 and a half? He's now averaging under 70. He's averaging 78.1. Yeah, right. Uh, his average, and I can bring it up, has dropped so much. He was averaging, so his average went up to 94.4 after round five. And Is that then, when they played Hawthorne? Uh, versus the Bulldogs. He got a 136, and Chris was okay. contemplating bringing him into his side, which I'm sure now <laughs> he he's glad he listened to my reason because that was the worst pick ever. Uh, it stunk. And then he's gone 74, 62, 61, 34. Uh, Hall's scored better than that in the last in the last four weeks. And, uh, yeah, so now he's averaging 78.1. So who's, who's averaging higher, SPS or Westhoff? Oh, 78.1? Okay, hang on. 78.1. <laughs> this is good. We can just talk shit. Hang on. Uh, Westhoff. 78.1 and 72.7. Oh. So maybe he should have brought in Sam Petrovsky. <laughs> um, oh, you know, but he has the uh, the ruck swing eligibility. So there you go. Um, very, very, very interesting. Um, Hayes really hurt me with a 31. I uh, And here's a funny thing. I'm actually glad I took it and I, I wasn't going to. I had Hayes as my score and i had this really quick decision to make because i'm like i need to if if i want to take grundy's score i have to take hayes's crappy 31 right which is not a good decision any day of the week but the other option was i was like stressed for trades i didn't know if i was bringing in kelly at that point in time because i was going to bring in boke and i was like well i'm not going to captain boke and so i was like okay well if hayes got a 51 then realistically i needed my captain to then go 123 or more for it to be beneficial that was my thinking. I was like, you know what, stuff it. I'm just taking 144. I'll do with my crappy score. I'll bring in Boak, happy days. And um, if I had have had Josh Kelly, I probably would have let it ride, to be honest, and put him as captain. But uh, in the end, yeah, he scored horrible. And I'm lucky because I would have actually made Cripps captain otherwise, which would have been uh, absolutely dire and would have... That would have been devastating. It would have ruined me. I literally would not have been... <laughs> I wouldn't have been out of bed all week and I would not have been recording this podcast. So... <laughs> Literally, I'd just be like shivering, like Crips. Just <laughs> yeah. uh, that was horrible. He, uh, he didn't move for about an hour. Oh, um, he, and he apparently they bad. apparently gave them a, like a big spray to all this team too uh, after the game. Uh, like they had a, a meeting where the you know the coaches wanted to come in and they told the coaches to like piss off because this is like a player driven meeting. So who knows what would have happened out of that and maybe they need to be more accountable and maybe as they should like they need a bit of uh, rough stuff like Hawthorne where they you know this is our standard this is what's acceptable and this is what we're not putting up with and what I'm not putting up with is no one getting my back and knocking out DeBoer in quarter one like Setterfield mate you've just had a couple of weeks off knock him out <laughs> <laughs> um the way I see it, it's a real shame Cripps um probably the most dominant play in the competition in the worst team and I would love to see him play for someone else and I just hope he doesn't get burnt out from um, not only physical but mental. Um, it must be really hard going into every game knowing that you're going to lose. So yeah, it's not easy. He tries his heart out, and um, yeah, I, I just worry that he's young, and yeah, it's just probably not healthy physically or mentally to be playing. 
doing everything in a team that's losing. That being said, it's funny because I was watching this game thinking, oh, well, at least I'll get one of these top two picks next year. And then I'm like, oh, wait, that's right. <laughs> Adelaide have it. Yeah, Adelaide have it, uh, which is absolutely crazy. So Adelaide must yeah. be just laughing over themselves. And to be fair, I think if Carlton didn't lose Doherty and Simpson wasn't injured and everything else kind of went their way, they actually probably would have been a lot better this year. But um, in the end, no, you, 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 know, you can't deal with all these injuries and you just you know, have to deal with it. So, yeah, there you go. And we'll just keep um, assuming they're going to be rebuilding for the next decade. I think they have been better. Um, but, you know, even Brisbane were better at when they were building and then all of a sudden they got beaten by 90 points or 100 points, you know. It's it's yeah. a hard thing to do, and when your your confidence is so battered, and you're trying to do all the team things, and they're they're so paranoid at this point about their role and their job, and they're trying to save their own skin that they're not doing the selfless things anymore because they're too worried about losing their position and and losing their spot that they're trying to save themselves. And sometimes when you're so focused on you, you're not actually doing the stuff for the team, and then it comes a bit you know dysfunctional. So. Uh, anyway, I'll just quickly wrap up. We'll go with the Essendon. So, Shield finally decided not to try and overkick the ball and actually hit some targets, which was lovely. Scored a 130. Um, Merritt, I think, is an awesome option. Um, for those who actually kept him through his first three rounds, congratulations. You deserve a medal. Uh, so, he got a 121. Uh, are you looking at who are you thinking about prioritizing then, Ben, for the first round upgrades? So, let's go through the midfielders. You've got Yo, Merritt, Bontempelli. Do you have McRae? I don't have McRae. Oh, you should get McRae. He's so he cheap. Would, he would probably be the one. He's so and cheap. Like, yeah. He, he is literally perfectly placed. McRae, he's 584,000. He's already down like 110,000, and his break even is only 90. So he is. Uh, problem is, they have a buy in two weeks or whatever. So that's the only down thing. So you actually know they, they, pl they play two rounds and then they have a rest. He so. plays the Eagles in round 11, so I'm really hoping that he doesn't score well there. Oh, Hutchings. Price. Yes. Yes. And then swing him in in round 13. Yep, that'll do, round 13. So I'm hoping he doesn't move too much. Fair enough. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, generally, he doesn't score too many under 100, but he had he did have the two in a row, which is, I think, why he's dropped that 110K. Uh, but north this week, he could be anything. Yes, that is true. He could. I actually expect McRae. And here's the thing. If I wasn't I, – I feel like I have to go Grundy because everyone's going Grundy. At the same time, though, I would love to VC McRae. I don't know if I'm game enough to captain McRae, um, but you could. Like you, against North. You, oh, you really could. Yeah, you, you really – I don't think you can lose. I really don't. But it's, it's one of those funny things, though. Like, do you – and North have so many outside runners. They they have Cunnington in the guts, and yeah, like Higgins is pretty like silky, but they don't have any real tough mids except for Cunnington, who only plays seventy percent of a game anyway. And they have a lot of outside, like Polek Hall, if he comes back into the side. They have a lot of these outside runners, and McRae's just better at them in every facet of the game. So he could go one fifty. It would not surprise me at all. Um, no, I'm going to. Revisit the comment you said last week, and I think we will put the vice captain on me, and that will be as far as we need to go. I think against Sydney, he could do some real damage. Well, last year Grundy got about a one sixty-seven, I think, against Sydney, which 
is ridiculous and um sinclair has been out of form so hard that you honestly and friday night footy i think yeah he is a lock as far as the vc goes and then after that you're kind of just trying to look whether you want to go neil against Fremantle, good pick whether you want to go josh kelly against melbourne mm, like josh kelly will get you 110 probably he's not a bad pick i think Cripps could really bounce back against saints it just i think because steel plays that tackling game and he's a bit of a bigger body, I think Cripps will be better suited to that. Um, Steele tries to get his own footy as well. He's not as crafty as DeBoer. So I think after last week, I think Cripps will be a bit dirty. And that's my opinion. Um, I don't mind going the captain on him. He's still averaging 120. So it's, you know, he's averaging 120 for a reason. Um, I don't see him having two crappy games in a row. But if you don't have Cripps and you're probably one of the 30%, then he is dropping in price uh, after that game. So you can't lose. Well, he's under six now, isn't he? So he yeah, he's five ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, if you don't have, if you don't have Dangerfield or you don't have Heaney, this is literally the steal of the season. <laughs> I don't know how you don't, but if I had have known that by round nine, Dangerfield would be four hundred seventy one thousand, with a break even of sixty seven, I would have been laughing. Just and even Heaney four fifty three k. It's just crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Um, well, they yeah. were the top two lock yeah. must-have forwards, the, the first two forwards you The top two, and if you didn't have them and you went, say, a Tim Kelly and a Boke or someone else, you would be... It was be, laughable. Oh, you'd be laughing. Oh, if someone, yeah, yeah, if someone looked at your team and you were like, oh, yeah, I've got Tim Kelly and Boke instead of Patrick Dangerfield and instead of Heaney, people would think, like, yeah, just delete your team. Exactly. Just delete, catch you later. You're, you suck. <laughs> You're never going to be top 1,000. You won't even be top 30,000 because your team sucks. And then all of a sudden, bang, catch you later. So, oh, I wish I, in hindsight, I wish I had just like, you know, something in advance or even just the weekly scores in advance. That'd be great. That would be my uh, wish, literally. If I had crystal ball. Oh, yeah. If I had, if I had one wish, would I would ask, great. if I had one wish, I'd ask for the Sunday paper a week in advance <laughs> for the rest of my life. So, what, um, have we talked about what you're looking at doing this week? Um, not quite. I just want to. I feel like I should finish here. Monday got a 140, okay. which I think is ridiculous. Blakey, um, Blakely with the 88 on his first game back, five with a flat 100. Hogan's been spudding it on and off, 42. Uh, definitely a miss. Parrish as well, I didn't touch on. Parrish has been crap and should improve with uh, Devin Smith out, but he's been horrible, 61. Zebul went 140. He went big. Don't bring him in. It's a trap. Cunnington, 127. Again, don't bring him in. It's a trap. <laughs> uh, Parker and Lloyd went huge. Lloyd, 141. Uh, so I'm trying to rattle off some of these break-evens as I go. But um, Lloyd, yeah, 556K, 108, 100, uh, 108 break-even. So he's literally ripe for the picking if you need an upgrade. Lloyd and Whitfield, the biggest bargains this week. 556K, the pair of them each. A 556k with a break even a 108 and 117 you can't go wrong uh if you don't have them they are cheap as chips get on it um yeah sydney heaney there mills is crap still uh rosie for port adelaide has huge he has actually made uh a couple hundred thousand i think it's two or three hundred thousand he's he, rosie's been stupid 116 this week uh yeah stupid could he get rookie of the year he, he could he could he is absolutely killing it it's He's up two hundred thousand. So and he was an expensive rookie. So like, oh, he's been he's been a freak. And when I saw him against um, the Lions at the Gabba, after about fifteen minutes into the first quarter, I was like, this kid's gonna win the uh, Rising Star for the week. And he just towered us up. Like 
yeah, five goals, just tailed us. Absolutely freak. Um, definitely someone to get in the keeper league. I think I might have to craft that one and try and steal that, that pick from someone. Uh, okay, going through Hawthorne, only Warpool, 98. So I think you have him, don't you, Ben? Correct, I do. And he's not breaking records, but he's doing the job. Chipping away. Um, definitely yes. better than having a Parker on your field. So I can't argue with you there. Uh, Sicily was actually key defending on um, Tom Lynch, uh, key defending. So he only scored a, a sick dog, got a 75 as a key defender. So he's also primed for the picking in a couple of weeks. His price is 520000 with a break-even of 131. So he is probably one of my first upgrade targets, I believe, uh, after the buys because of that. He will be under 500000 and it's going to be amazing. Um, GWS, Whitfield, tailed up 170, Taranto 144, Kelly 131, Green 106. It was the GWS show. Uh, Williams injured, which sucked for a 75. Um, Scrimshaw sucked for Hawthorne with a 55. Um, Carlton, Walsh with an 80, Newman with a 118. They were the only positive lights out of that. And Setterfield 29, Gibbons 28. Uh, Corbett 60 for the Suns, Collins 36. Richmond, who I can't forget, uh, Dusty with a 128, was very uh, Dusty-like. I don't know if you saw this game, Ben, but Dusty looks good. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't watch it, but I think he could quietly be back. Uh, he does look good. Yeah, it's, he is the Voldemort partway through the season where you you don't want to say his name out loud, but you're like, he's back. Yeah, um, he... Yeah, well, the numbers don't lie. He's scored well the last few weeks, and he's definitely got the potential. We've seen it before, so maybe he's got his ass kicked, but he's definitely um, putting up decent numbers at the moment. Yep, no, I'm with you. And Richmond um, are winning. He definitely looked a lot better. He was tackling. He was moving well. He was actually doing really good things, and he's actually quite cheap too. He is, where can I find him? Uh, Dustin Martin, 503,000 with a break-even of 73, so he's not too bad. Um, yeah, interesting, and that pretty much rounds us out for that. So let's get into what you're looking at doing, Ben, for the, the buys, and we'll get into some Q&As. Um, with my team, I, I currently have a pretty even spread, so I'm not like looking at doing a mass cull, like a three-trade uh, week, one, because I won't have the trades, and two, because it's fairly balanced already. Um, I'll probably make the two trades before the buy, which will bring in one more premium, and I'll probably just write it out and hope that I get 18 good players on the field. So um, McRae in that second round would be the one that I'll get if anything, but um, yeah, there's a lot of the time between now and then. So That's fair. I'm in the same situation as a lot of people with the Williams and Moore dilemma. And it's a tricky one. Like, I still don't know what I'm doing this week. Uh, it's really going to depend on the team announcements. So I've got 100K in the bank. I could just go Williams straight up. Um, I don't mind going Williams up because it's he's, he's made 100,000, basically, 97,500. Um, know, so he's nearly made 100. He probably won't. He was going to be around the top 10 mark. Uh, he has been, I think he is actually around the 10th position at the moment. But if he misses, and this this is the thing that I hate, is they've been so coy about how long he's out for. They said he will miss this week, 
and we got his results back in and he will miss this week and maybe he'll miss a couple, but there's no, they haven't said anything. It's not like, oh, it's a minor strain and he'll probably miss 10 days, which then means he'll miss a week and possibly miss more than that. But we, we have nothing to go on. And this is typical GWS bullshit reporting on their injuries, which uh, I uh, just gets me. Like, uh, like, yeah. Anyway. Well, this, this is a hard thing. They've got Melbourne and Gold Coast. So yeah. if he's in any doubt, they're not going to play him in round 11. Um, Probably not right. round 12. And then they have the bye round 13. Yeah. Is that right? So, yeah. uh, correct. So oh, they play Adelaide yeah, round 12. Oh, yeah, round, yeah. Um, north in round 13. So I was looking at Williams as a definite keeper. He's scored 91, 121, 140, and 82 against Hawks, and then... 75 in half a game against Carlton. I was really um, disappointed when he got injured because I saw him as one of my keepers and now it's a really hard decision because GWS don't give you any information at all. So um, it, yeah, it's a really it's, tough one. It is. It's, it's, it's very tough. And, and this is a dilemma I'm in because I might go down and down, depending on what rookies are named, but I might downgrade one and then actually upgrade Darcy Moore and get um Whitfield that way and give it a week so either way they're, they're both not playing so I'm like okay maybe I'll go down one and upgrade more because I'm going to have to upgrade more anyway if by chance he comes back next week Williams and he's playing Gold Coast hallelujah I've now got another good player <laughs> on my side who will probably tear up and probably do his hammy again but um yeah I don't know it's a tough one because I'm like I could literally go from him um I could go, yeah, from Williams to uh, Whitfield, bang one trade. I've got the 100K in the bank, so I could use that. Or I could go one down and one up and do more, which I'm going to have to do anyway. So it's it's this funny dilemma where um, I really don't know what I'm doing and it's really going to depend on teams tomorrow, to be honest. Yeah, the way I see it, um, if you trade him out and he comes in next week and does a 120 and continues on his merry way, you're going to be upset you essentially sideways traded him. Um, so I'm a big fan of the one down, one up. Yeah. And, I, at the same time, um, I don't mind it. He's 500k. You could then get a top six who will play, you know, essentially who will play this week as well as further weeks. Uh, if, it, if more wasn't actually out as well, I think because if you have both of them and they're both out, it's kind of like, okay, well, who would you rather possibly play next week? I'd it, rather it have Williams. Your hand a bit more, doesn't I'd it? rather have Williams play next week. Whereas if I, if Dave, if you didn't have Darcy Moore and you just had Zach Williams, then I'd kind of be a bit more like, okay, well, maybe you should, if you have the cash in one trade, just go up because you definitely know that Whitfield's going to be that essentially top defender at this point in time. He's going to go up in price because after this round, his 117 break even is going to drop so hard. It's not funny. You have this week and next week to get him in because that 170, his price is going to turn around so quick and leave. It'll be like Cripps wishing he never signed to Carlton again. <laughs> he wished he just um, if, packed up and went home to Perth, to be honest. Yeah. If, if I had Williams and 100K spare, I would be really considering doing yeah. a single trade. You, you can be faulted for that. It's Yeah, it's a tough one. So um, uh, that's, I think, the dilemma that a lot of people are in at this point in time. Um, if you have a, a swing position and you can swing more through, that's fine. But Moore's priced quite well that he is actually one of the most opportune people to upgrade. Um, yes, I know like Sicily is going to be good for a little bit, but I was like, so Scrimshaw and Dersma, they're really good options because they're around that 300 mark as well, 320 mark. But I think I already had a look like next week I could actually go Dersma down and upgrade Scrimshaw to Sicily and they have the same buy. 
So realistically, you're getting rid of two guys with the first buy. You're bringing in one, so it's not going to change your format that much. And you've actually then can bring in a rookie who should play that first buy for you and also generate cash. So um, that's kind of what I'm looking at doing to balance out my side a little bit is I'll bring in someone maybe with that first buy if I'm getting rid of rookies with the same buy. And that's smart. That's um, yeah. well, you, got to, you got to try, think smart. Think, was it think, <laughs> think smarter, not think smarter, not harder? <laughs> so um, it's yeah, yeah. I don't, no, I don't know. That's brilliant. I but. feel like I need to start making some moves though because um, yeah, like I've still got twenty two trades. Um, uh, so I want to make another upgrade this week, bank some cash next week, and either way, I need to bring in Whitfield this week and then Sicily maybe next week. It's a luxury. I might wait till after the buy or I might do it beforehand, but it's. A bit of a luxury right now and i might even hold parker based on their carlton this week uh who are they playing next week let me see if i can flick through to round 11 before their buy they first put adelaide saints so yeah i don't know it's at home so you could you know make an argument there i guess but uh yeah it's interesting um what we might do is we might flick to some of these questions ben and get your opinion and then we will leave it for a day yeah, no problem. I'm just looking at our Ben and Ben show, which will be the official <laughs> logo for for this episode. Um, uh, it's funny because Chris's um, fiance, I can say that officially now. She messaged me actually about 40 minutes ago. I only just saw saying, oh, "I've got the code if you want the code," because I'm awake. And I was like, <laughs> "You're too late." So just, <laughs> just, just like the pill, it's too late. We, we did try hard to afford it, but um, oh, definitely. And I, I spent I so much time. I spent way too much time on this, and I still have stuff to do for tomorrow's lessons, which is <laughs> not uh, not a good way to go. Okay, so let's bringing up bring up a couple of questions on the Facebook if it'll ever let me. Um, okay, so no Twitch tonight. Meanwhile, there's been a little bit of anger with uh, the no Twitch tonight. Stonesy, I apologize. Um, I also have to give a shout out to Ando. So I said I would. Uh, Ando's listening to this on his way to work tomorrow, I believe. So shout out to you, Ando and Fozzy as well for all of your support. Um, yeah, it looks like a few people. Carl Shepard, he's gone hose before bros, mate. <laughs> Fallen soldier, Ben and Ben show. I'm loving it. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I like this. Okay, so we'll go into my Q&As over here. Wonderful. I wonder if anyone's left any questions for us, for you, Ben. Okay, Darcy Moore, hold or trade? Um, it's tough. His break even's only like 62, so I can... I think, if anything, Darcy Moore is more likely to play next week. I think he, he's, he missed last week, he missed this week. I don't see Darcy Moore missing another. However, I'd rather have Williams in my side. And if if Williams doesn't play next week, I can just upgrade him to Sicily or someone like that next week. Um, that's my opinion. So I think I might just go Whitfield this week, get him in, and then I can always upgrade uh, Williams next week, or at least maybe GWS will actually give us some proper bloody information on how he is tracking and his and his injury. Um, well, it's just like last week with Cornelio, how they were saying, oh, yeah, it'll be a week-to-week sort of proposition, like except they're like, oh, this week, oh, yeah, he, he looks like he probably should be back, and it probably wasn't that bad, but last week you'd have no idea. Just, yeah. I hate GWS. Um, okay, so that's the first one. I agree with you on that too. I would hold Williams. I think he has a much higher ceiling than Moore. And yeah, I, I, Moore's good for 75, 80 with good job security, but I would rather keep Williams myself. Um, okay, so Michelle 
Anderson, thanks for joining us, Michelle. Says, uh, who would you set as a priority between Sicily, Fife, or Boak? Oh, that's a tough one. So it really depends on who they have in their lines, don't you think, Ben? I do. Um, I'm a big fan of isolating who is your worst positional player. So whether it's D6, F6, or M8. And whoever uh, whoever's scoring the lowest, my aim is to kick that person off and replace them with a premium. So um, who was it? Boak, Fife, and Sicily? Yeah, they're the three. Yeah. So really, I would look at who is scoring the worst on the last part of those respective lines, and I'd make that person a priority. Probably, probably Fife, just for ceiling. Um, but yeah, you can't go wrong with any of them, depending on who who's going out. Yeah. I think if you started with, uh, a lot of us have had a pretty big and strong midfield, and the fact that there aren't many forward rookies around, I'd probably say Fife would be the best option, except... Unless you are only three or four deep in the forward line and playing Parker and Setterfield and those kind of guys or Petrocelli, then I'd probably say Boke is the biggest from there. Um, otherwise, yeah, Fife, Boke, Sicily for me if I had a preference. Um, and a lot of people still do have those two or three forward rookies. Yeah, which Boke would be perfect then. Yeah, and you know they're going to score a 30 or a 40. Um, so, yeah, you're right. Boke would probably be the best way to go there. Um, considering a lot are still playing Petrocelli, Parker, um, and well, I won't say Bolter because he's doing well, but yeah, prioritize getting rid of the person who's scoring the lowest on your on-field team for me. Yeah, I'm with you. And um, Ben Rothberg actually had the same question, basically, is ask Williams to Whitfield, more to Whitfield, or Dersma to Whitfield. Um, I'd probably say one of the first two, leave Dersma, he's playing, and um, yeah, wait for teams, I guess, um, depending on, it's a 50-50 flip, to be honest, and I'm probably going more to Whitfield at this stage, but um, yeah, it's 50-50. Uh, okay, Justin Iris, uh, anyone know how long more will be out for? Uh, if I trade, you reckon Sicily or Stewart or downgrade to Gama? Ooh, I don't, don't, I don't think I'm a Gama to trade out uh, for that, so. No, if you're trading him out, you're going up. Yeah, don't do that, yeah. He's so high price, he's 370K or something, so you've got to go up. Um, I don't know how long Moore's out for. I think he was close. They were talking. He said, if I train on Wednesday, then, I, you know, I probably will play kind of thing. And he didn't train today. So he's ruled out. So I think he will probably play next week. Uh, if you can deal without it, you can keep him. Otherwise, again, like Sicily's break even is like 130. So he's dropping price. Uh, if you don't have Lloyd or Whitfield, that would be my recommendation to get up instead of Sicily. It's only 30K more or 35K more. Make the investment. Make a good choice. Um, okay. Oh, Jared Lucas is really keen on this, Ben. So he says, Jesus, the rivalry is teaming up. This will be great. So <laughs> you've got a lot of, a lot of support. And, um, like I said, it's also good to have a, a another person in the top 5,000, um, sharing their much, um, not appreciated, but valued, um, opinions. <laughs> yeah, no, Jared's killing it. And he's uh, a great admin. Um, Adrian, he's, he's cool as well. But uh, no, um, we've got a good team, and um, we have a lot of a lot of good banter. So yes, so yeah, so AFL three hundred and sixty, isn't it? Uh, AFL? Um, yeah, AFL Supercoach three hundred and sixty. AFL Supercoach three hundred and sixty, and um, well, I was relate. You don't relate it to this, but I was relating it to Fight Club, where you know, the first rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club, and because <laughs> um, it's a it's a members only, and you need to know someone to get in to that members only. So. Um, 
Yes, if there are, if, if there is anyone desperate to get into there, and I know you're not a flog, you can send Supercoach Insider a message. You can send us a message, and then maybe <laughs> I'll accept you on Facebook if you're cool enough, and you send me some beers, and then I can get you in. There's your connection. <laughs> uh, much appreciated, mate. Don't worry, Ben. Um, I'll make sure that they're frothies, and I'll send you half. Ah, uh, sounds good. There half you go. Six pack. Yeah, well, I don't know. Depending on what they get, we'll we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Uh, right. I think that's Save pretty a much. For Chris. I think that's pretty much it for. I'm trying to look through, so I did say that we wouldn't be going to Twitch. Um, Jordan Keast, <laughs> don't tell me what to do. Jeez, he's funny. Uh, <laughs> you're not my real dad, Jordan Keast, so get stuffed. Uh, okay, so that's for that. I'm going to go over to Twitter. I did put out my Q and A bit later today because I thought we would be going on the uh, the old Twitch, which kind of uh, ruined me. So uh, Lincoln Beggs actually says, who's this Chris guy? So there you go, Ben. Look, you're already well received. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's because you're so awesome or the fact that they just love giving shit to Chris at this point. So, <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to go the latter, I would say. The latter. So yeah. um, I think that pretty much rounds us out. Um, just having a look over the other ins and outs at this point. Um, Gibbons is 262k. And he has a break even of 68. So Gibbons could actually be moved out soon. He had that really crappy 28 score or 26 or whatever it was. Uh, Petrocelli is actually hitting around his break even now with a 52. So you could move him on. Stack with a 66. I think you can probably hold to the buys because he probably will bring out something half decent. Baker. And he's has a got break... the round 14 buy as well, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. And Baker as well, though, with a 71 break even is a bit more concerning because he's 329K. So you could actually move him up to someone quite decent. Um, which is, yeah, that's the challenge. It's this balancing rope between trying to make maximum profit but also making sure you don't end up with stooge rookies through the buys. After the buys, you can bring in a guy for 102K. It doesn't matter. Like, whatever. If they don't play, if you don't have bench cover, then you're stuffed and you can just use a trade to get another premium. But in the buy rounds, it's really pivotal to get those guys like Bolter that might swing 100 uh, or a stack or someone like that, and you're taking all of your best scores. Um yeah, it's a really it's a tough balancing line because you also want maximum points on field and you want maximum premiums to leave the buys with a full squad. So, yes. Oh, Collins is injured too, so you can bugger him off. He's out for like six weeks, I think. So, uh, yeah, two ninety one k, you can get rid of him. And he's done his job, really, hasn't he? Making that money. He has done his job. He's only made yeah. about one hundred and ten. I think he was up to three thirty, and people should have moved him on around then. Um, in the end, it's probably a good thing I actually did get Darcy Moore over Collins um, because I've played. I've would have had to play him or Scrimshaw or someone on field a lot more than I did. So uh, I think that's very interesting. Um, people to watch is um, okay. So people to watch Boke with a break even of one thirty eight. Um, Luke Ryan has a break even of one fifty six. So he should actually drop to depending on his. Yeah, he has a massive ceiling, but he should drop around that five hundred mark for around his buy, which is good also. Oh, you already brought him in, didn't you, Ben? That's right. Luke yeah, Ryan. I was waiting. I, I was waiting for that. How did he um, go I this did. week? Oh, he got an eighty. Oh, so two eighties in a row. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So that's that's. Uh, so we'll blame you for that one, and um, he'll probably do really well actually against the Lions. Um, or depending, like McCarthy and Cameron might put a lot of pressure on though, so it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I'm also interested to see um, if or what impact Blakey has to Ryan. Oh yes. Um, yeah, yeah, you brought him in just before, hey, just to wait and see. <laughs> yeah, there was always a question mark, but um, 
I like to live on the edge, so it's fine with me. That old question mark. Uh, Matty Crouch, <laughs> uh, 509K with a break-even of 153, so I am looking at him as a target as well because he, has, he has, hasn't actually scored that bad, uh, and he could go big in some yeah. games later this year. So Matt Crouch under 500K, I think, is a really good bargain. Cornelia, I'm also looking at for 505K. Like, I know he's done badly and just scored flat hundreds, but my God, he could turn it on and... If he gets to like 450k or dropped a hundred, I don't know how you can turn him down. I I just don't. I don't. I don't know. Like just so much potential, so much talent, and it is still a contract year, so I expect him to lift. But if he drops more, I am very interested. Um, I wouldn't even mind bringing him in for next week against Gold Coast, to be honest. So yeah, well, they, they, those two you mentioned wouldn't be a bad m7 or m8 at the end of the year so yeah um, def- definitely keep an eye on him even jeremy cameron um yes. break even of 159 because of his score last week he's 496k so he will drop i reckon he will drop probably more like i think he got 100 last week but he'll probably drop to about 450 and then go in against gold coast where he could get a 180 it's um he will be tempting for 450 next week he could throw oh, like 100 maybe onto drew or something like and get him it's going to be so cheap it's yeah ridiculous Bargain. oh it's just Bargain. it is it is ridiculous and um the other one is franklin 435k which if he gets on a roll after the buy might be interesting and that's it yeah well um thanks for having me really appreciate it that's okay ben so um <laughs> well, look we'll wait for team announcements tomorrow anyway and see what anarchy we are left with hopefully we have a full list of sides but look i really appreciate you for coming on um and talking to me so I don't have to talk to myself, which is great. And I hope the community really appreciate it and get behind you as well. Uh, much appreciated, mate. And um, uh, congratulations to Chris and all the best. Oh, and, you can't um, finish on a good note. You, you gotta, you gotta, now you got to think of something to rip him with. Uh, we've talked about West Hoff enough, so we don't need to keep <laughs> West Hoff. That's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll touch base with Chris when he's home and he's ranked over 20,000. <laughs> so, But he'll uh, have an excuse all year because he was overseas. Ah, uh, yes. Well, that's true. He was actually messaging me, asking me for tips, except I was too busy. <laughs> <laughs> um, just no, last real, thing before... Really uh, much uh, appreciated, mate. And um, yeah, glad last, to be on. Last thing before you go, Ben, who are you looking at as your VC and C to finish us off? Uh, I be honest, I have not thought about captain. I am rolling with Grundy as vice captain. And you don't need a plan B because Grundy's going to tear up. Ah, yeah. Well, I don't think I need one. And if I do, um, we'll look at it Saturday morning. Yeah, that's fair. I'm going to do the same yeah. thing. Just put it on Grundy, don't think about it, and then assess your options on Saturday when you're hungover. Uh, that'll do. That'll same do. with trades. I'm not looking at really any trades until team announcements. A lot of people do that and end up with migraines or what have you. Um, it's really pointless before teams come out. So, um, yeah, no, I'm just going to do the vice-captain on Grundy and go from there. Yeah, I'm the same. I haven't thought about mine too much except for the injury anarchy, but um, team announcements will always throw a curveball. But, uh, look, that's it for us today. I hope you have enjoyed it. Uh, we really appreciate your time and for tuning in. I've got to now try and edit this and put it up online and do some stuff uh, before midnight. So wish me luck. And um, Ben, thank you again. You are a gentleman as always, and I look forward to heckling you throughout the weekend. <laughs> Bring it on. Thanks, mate. Easy. Thanks, Ben. See you, mate. <laughs> See you, mate. Bye. 
The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry. I am 